Wilson on the rebound, and the Panthers win it in overtime. 2-1 the final. Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Essex sends it straight ahead. Barkov has room, cruises in Barkov, makes it over, he scores! Here are your hosts, Jamison Olive and Doug Plagans. Hey everybody, welcome back to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, episode 16 and part two of our two-part coverage of the upcoming 2018 NHL Draft. Doug Plagans here alongside Jamison Olive, as always, and for the second consecutive episode, joined by special guest Red Deer Randy Moeller. Randy, thanks for being here with us uh, again today, and it's going to be part two of our draft coverage. We're going to get into talking about the draft here in a moment, but some big news since the last episode of Territory Talk, since we last had you on, Panthers make a big trade. They get a proven goal scorer in Mike Hoffman. The trade looks like this. They made the trade with the San Jose Sharks. Hoffman was traded to San Jose, and then the Panthers sent uh, their second round pick next year in and then a 2018, uh, this year's draft, fourth and fifth round selections to San Jose in exchange for Mike Hoffman and a seventh rounder in this year's draft. But Randy, a big trade for the Panthers. They get a goal score, and they don't have to move any, anybody off the current roster. That was the biggest thing is uh, Dale Talon. Kudos uh, to the Panthers, uh, president of hockey operations, general manager. He knew he was looking for a sniper. As we all know, the Panthers and any team is always looking for offense. And to be able to get a Mike Hoffman, uh, a proven goal scorer, he could get 30 to 35 goals in the right position um, with the Florida Panthers and not give up anybody off your roster uh, for a couple of draft picks. That is a great trade for the Florida Panthers. I'm excited about it. Everybody's penciling him in to play with Vincent Trocek. Uh, I would think that would probably be the natural choice for head coach Bob Bugner, but we don't know. And, but, and also, have another sniper on the Panthers' power play. Let's look back and, and see. Sometimes uh, during the season, this past season, the Panthers on their second unit would have uh, benefited from having a uh, another sniper, and that's who Mike Hoffman is. Um, I'm excited. I think the Panther fans are excited as well. A pure hockey trade standard. Uh, this is very, very positive for the Florida Panthers. I mean, like you said, Randy, you talked about this is a guy you can pencil in for 20-plus goals, 50-plus yeah. points, and he's coming into a great situation. He's going to either play, be playing with Barkov or Trocek, so either way, he's going to be benefiting from playing right. with a great center and uh, like you said, I think the biggest area is special teams, though. 21 power play goals over the last two seasons. The Panthers, you know, bottom third, middle of the pack last year in the power play. Very top-heavy. They had that one great unit. Second unit's not so much. So even if he's playing on that top unit, I mean, someone else is now going to the second unit, and those units are getting balanced right now. And uh, for the Panthers, didn't give up a first-round pick, didn't give up a top prospect, didn't give up a roster player. I mean, the other names, if you pay attention to the rumor mill, the Max Pacioretty's, the Jeff Skinner's, when you talked about the ask for those, it was always begin and, uh, began and ended with either a top prospect and a first round pick guys like that so to get a guy of this caliber with giving up I mean obviously it's three picks you never know what's going to happen there though to get so basically to give up three things that I consider peanuts in the grand scheme of things is is just huge it's massive the Panthers come right out of the gate we're not even at the draft yet I think they assess one of their biggest needs of the offseason so for the Panthers win-win I, I don't see a downside for the Panthers on this at all and I think you have two great seasons of Mike Hoffman and just looking even farther ahead in two seasons from now, they don't have to protect him in the expansion draft, so it doesn't even take away from one of the younger guys later yeah, on. Yeah, so. and that's and that's a key too, Jameson. As you mentioned, he's still got two years left on his contract. 
contract. So it's not like the Panthers after this upcoming season will have to get in a bidding war for his services. They can take their time and evaluate where they are as far as the salary cap as well. The other thing to talk about is with Mike Hoffman, and we talked about it in our, in our last territory talk, is the speed of the game. And Mike Hoffman's one of the fastest skaters in the Eastern Conference, and that's what the Panthers are looking for. They want more speed, more offense, more attack. And getting Hoffman without uh, giving up a roster pl- player right now is a big, big plus for this franchise. And you know that other teams, not only in the Eastern Conference, but in the Western Conference as well, have taken notice that the Panthers have another hired gun. So a big boost to the Panthers lineup, getting Mike Hoffman, who has four straight seasons of at least 22 goals for the Ottawa Senators, and uh, he'll bring his services now to the Florida Panthers. And this is part two of our draft series, previewing the NHL draft. Of course, that trade shapes a little bit of the approach for the Panthers in this draft as they saw their fourth and fifth round picks in this draft go to San Jose in that trade. But a big boost for the Panthers there's a lineup to get Mike Hoffman. And now as we go into previewing uh, the upcoming NHL draft, Panthers have the 34th pick. After that 34th pick, they don't pick again now until the sixth round as things currently stand. Uh, Randy, when you look at this 34th selection, obviously, uh, you know, you're getting a guy at 34 who could have first round type talent because you're picking so close to that first round. How much value is on that 34th pick now uh, since you don't have another pick until the sixth round? Well, that puts the emphasis on on that. The Panthers have to hit it on the head uh, and the player that they pick at 34th is is going to have to be a player that's going to have to make an impact with this organization in the next two to three years. Now, I don't think Dale Talon probably wouldn't have made, I, I don't think he would have made this deal maybe with the Hoffman trade um, giving up draft picks. You know Dale Talon loves to, his picks. He wants, whether it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, he loves his draft picks. But the Panthers are now in a different position than they were two years ago. Remember, Dale Talon was still trying to stock the shelves. He had stocked up, he had, he had sold off assets to, to gain draft picks, and over the last three years have used those draft picks to get the depth that the Panthers need, not only at the big league level, but at the American Hockey League level as well. The Panthers now have, if you can describe it as a luxury, the Panthers have depth. They have a lot of young players that are knocking on the door right now. It's a lot different than it was three or four years ago. So the the, the picks that the Panthers gave up in this year's draft are not as important as they would have been a few years ago. But to, to specifically talk about number 34, this will be a player that the Florida Panthers will have envisioned and have him rank probably in the first round. So there's somebody that they're going to take right now that in that pick that will be very valuable. And then it's up to the Panthers to develop this individual, make sure that he develops at his own pace, and hopefully he'll be a, an impact player within two to three years. And I asked him, I talked to him the other day on the phone, if the first round pick would dictate where you go at 34. So say you get a defenseman at 15, do you go forward at 34? And he said, nope, no matter what, both times we're still going best player available, and that's how it is. So the Panthers could come away with two really good forwards, two really good defensemen, or one of each. So it's really exciting to see that. But the interesting thing, like we said, uh, with the Hoffman trade, you do lose the four 
fourth and the fifth round pick in yep. this year's draft. It's going to be a lot of downtime from 34 until the sixth round. And you, you alluded to it. Dale Town loves to draft. So you got to think he's going to be getting a little itchy at yep. the draft table, waiting that whole time. So whether it's uh, the Panthers trading for another pick or the Panthers making a trade in general, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't walk away from your TVs if something happens in between that time for the Panthers. Because like you talked about, for the first time in a long time, the Panthers suddenly have way too many good players. Yep. If you look at the forward group right now with Hoffman coming in, there's now suddenly not enough spots for guys. So right. whether it's moving guys for other guys, moving guys for picks, things like that, the Panthers are going to be active here at the draft and in the coming days. So I know we only have those two first round picks, then a gap, or two high picks, then a gap, but it's going to be exciting regardless. And I, it's going to be great TV. Yeah. And, and as you said, not everybody's going to be on the roster. Not everybody can be in the lineup on, the, on, on a specific night. The Panthers do have an excess amount of not only forwards, but a couple of defensemen as well that are NHL caliber. Will Dale Talon dangle a current roster player or a prospect maybe from the American Hockey League to maybe regain the, the draft pick in the fourth round or the fifth round? Stay tuned. You never know what's going to happen. You know that Dale Talon will be active. He'll be talking. He'll be listening. Whether he pulls the trigger, we'll have to wait and see. And we dove right into this. So just to reset where we are right now, the Panthers, of course, pick at number 15 in the first round. They've got this 34th pick. Don't pick again after that until the sixth round. As far as the draft is concerned, live from Dallas, Friday night, Saturday morning into the early afternoon, you can catch it all. There are a number of different places you can follow along. There's a draft central at uh, FloridaPanthers.com. So be sure to go on, check that out, up-to-the-minute information there. At the draft, uh, Randy Moeller and I will be broadcasting live. That's going to be on uh, Friday evening. We'll be on uh, beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern through 9 p.m. Eastern on WQAM, our flagship radio station, 560 WQAM. So be sure to tune in there. And then Saturday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll be back at it. Randy and I will have it all. And then uh, throughout that, we'll be talking to Jameson. Jamison will be down there getting uh, getting sound from uh, from the picks, so he'll be all over the place. So we'll have this whole thing covered coming up at the draft in Dallas uh, Friday and Saturday. But, uh, Randy, looking at day two of the draft, the Panthers have some important players in their current lineup who were day two draft selections, guys picked from that second round on. And you look at uh, you know a lot of the teams around the league that have had success, they've hit over the years on some uh, important uh, picks in rounds two through seven. Yeah, Vincent Trocek was, was – picked in the third round. Um, uh, yeah, Maxime Mammon, as we've talked about, where the Panthers will not be afraid to take a player that's not 18, not even 19, possibly 2021, that's playing in the KHL um, or in the Swedish or Finnish elite leagues and maybe take a chance on, on one of those players and draft it. It has worked out for the Florida Panthers. That's where, and Doug, you and I talk about, because you're originally from there, how the Detroit Red Wings were dominant in the middle in the late 90s. It was not only just the first round draft picks, but it was the it was the later round draft picks that really filled out their roster and gave them an opportunity to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. And like you said, Churchick, Dennis Mulligan, a fourth-round pick on this yeah. team right now, guys like that. Um, I think the most impressive thing about Dale, the Panthers drafting under Dale Town has been, if you look back all the way back to 2010, his first draft year, there's at least one player from every Dale Town draft that's currently on this team. So they've picked up, they've gotten a little bit better with every draft. Mm-hmm. They've done a really good job of that. And like you said, you can be a pretty good team if you hit at least one guy every draft. In order to be a Stanley Cup team, you got to do more. you got to get the Trochecks, the Mulligans, the Mammoths, the extra guys. And for the Panthers, just looking at the big picture, for this year's draft, I think it's really exciting 
exciting? Is this the first time where the Panthers, the window is just kind of opening? All these prospects coming in, no pressure on these guys. You remember when Jonathan Huberto got drafted, when Alexander Barkov got drafted, they were immediately able, this is the savior, this is the guy. The Panthers are bad now, but this guy's going to fix it. Now all these other pieces coming in, they're supplementary pieces. These are guys that are going to eventually come in and, and play with Barkov, play with Huberto. So I'm just really impressed with, this seems like the first year, maybe last year a little bit, but where all these guys are coming to a really great environment. This whole thing that's been created over the past five, six years, it's taken time, but to see where the Panthers are now from where they are then, I think it's really impressive, and a lot of that has to do with how they've done on day one and two of the Well, draft. yeah, they have to earn it. These players have to earn it now, and uh, to go, not to go back again, but I will, to the Detroit model, uh, a, a lot like other, other teams as well, the New Jersey Devils years ago and that. These players, unless they are a high first-round pick, they are going to play some games in the minors. That's the reason why Owen Tippett last year did not stick with the with the with the big club. If this was four or five years ago, he would have been a shoe and he would have played eighty-two games for the Florida Panthers last year. But because of the depth that they have now, they can take their time and allow these players to develop on their own time frame. Now, the Alexander Barkovs and the Aaron Ekblads. They came in mature mentally, mature physically. They were ready for the NHL both on and off the ice. Other players weren't. Vincent Trocek, he was not ready at 18, 19, or 20 years old. He had to have a lot of uh, coaching and and a lot of growth and 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 that and development in the minors his last year junior and in the minors as well. But look at the the uh, rewards that not only he and the Panthers have reaped now because they took their time with Vincent Trocek and waited till he was ready both physically and mentally and that and uh, it's a benefit to the depth that the Panthers have I think we'll see that continuing on I don't expect the, the if the Panthers take the 15th overall pick I don't think we will see that kid in a Panthers uniform for a minimum of two and a half years which I think is great. I think it's a great problem to have. It is. It is. You you got to you got to really unless it's an Aaron Eckblad or or a Connor McDavid or, or some of these that are so mature both on and off the ice to ask an eighteen year old. I I, was, I I lived it. There's and I I grew so much from the time I got drafted to the to the time I made the team as a nineteen year old. That year and a little bit. Let's just call it 14, 16 months was huge learning curve for me and physically and mentally. And you talked about that for a for a kid who is drafted and then either goes back to junior or goes back or, or goes and plays his college hockey or wherever. It, does it uh, does it change the preparation? Maybe take some pressure away from a kid knowing he's got he's been drafted. There's a team that has his rights. He can go just work on his game and, and work on just building oh, yeah, that skill set. And that's what the communication I think from Dale Talon and his staff to these kids and especially the 15. Uh, uh, overall pick. He'll come to D camp and development camp. He'll get acclimated to the culture of the Florida Panthers. And then he'll be sent back and 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 I'm sure the message will be you don't have to make this team. We'd love you to and, and we have the confidence that you could make the team in the fall. But if not, there's no pressure. There's no negative. You're going to go back. Everything's going to be positive, and you can continue to develop at the pace you're on. Whether you're, you know, whether you're uh, in junior hockey or in college. And, and like you said, I, I, it's really interesting too. Is the Panthers? It's nothing's given now. 
all these guys, I think it actually helps their development to know that they don't have to be rushed because they say, I know they're saying I don't have to play this year, but, you know, that makes me want to play this year more. I want to go. I want to, they see on TV now, they see Barkov, they see Huberto, they see Trocek. They're like, I want to get up there. I want to play with those guys. This looks fun. So I think it's actually pushing the guys more. And although it might hurt sometimes, I'm sure it hurt Owen Tippett to go back last season. I think in the long run, that's really going to help his motivation and help his development. I think it's good to get these guys a little angry to kind of push them back a bit and say, no, 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 not yet. That's it. There has to be, there's, there's got to be the carrot um, on the strings sort of a situation where these players, they have to earn it and uh, earn a spot. It's not a given. Just because they're a first-round pick doesn't mean you're just going to walk in on training camp and they're going to give you a stall, a number, and a spot in the roster. You have to earn it, and uh, it's just at the pace that, that, that uh, you're going to develop. That's what's going to determine whether you're going to be on the team or not. And another really interesting part of the Panthers' you know, prospect pool as a whole and in terms of development is something that used to be a day one thing of the draft. Now it's pretty much only a strictly day two thing is goaltending. Yeah. And we talked to Dale Town on the Mike Hoffman call. It was brought up. He said the Panthers will address their goaltending depth in the, in the coming weeks. Obviously, that's more of an immediate thing with who they have now. But in terms of their goaltending pool as a whole, it seems like it's really Samuel Montembeau's the guy, a fourth-round pick a couple of years ago. But other than that, it's a, it's a little bit thinner. But can you ever have too many good goaltending prospects? Should the Panthers be looking for that here in the sixth and seventh round? Because with goaltenders especially, you just never know what they're developing. Well, that's just it. And, and you could have an overabundance of goaltending prospects. Now, remember, you've only got one minor league team in the American Hockey League, and you've got one in the ECHL, and usually you're sharing a team in the ECHL, so basically you only have possibly two or maybe three prospects that are term pro uh, in the goaltending. So you got to be careful. You don't want to draft a whole bunch of goaltenders and not have positions, have any position or any teams for them to play for. Um, they really believe the Mountain Bowl will be, uh, he will be the, the heir apparent on the goaltending, the starting goaltending. I don't expect him to be the starting goaltender for the Florida Panthers for at least another two years. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the Panthers going into day two of the uh, draft. That's what we're taking a look at here. You can go back and listen to our day one draft preview. That's uh, on the uh, on the website, floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk, Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, all the different places you can find at Territory Talk. But between the time of this recording right here and when we talk with everybody live from the draft in Dallas, we will have a schedule released. So uh, we'll be able to see exactly where the Panthers are going to be and when in the upcoming season. But what we do know is the Panthers' home opener is set for October 11th against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So uh, schedule, that's the first first little uh, tip of the iceberg, I guess, that we get with the uh, schedule. So everybody can can uh, go and plan accordingly for that one. That will be, uh, yep, the start uh, of a, um, a very important schedule. Um, the Panthers, obviously, being in uh, southern Florida, the schedule is always important because of the travel considerations and and how the road trips are set up and and, uh, how many back-to-backs and that. We are not like the Buffalo Sabres or the Toronto Maple Leafs or some of those players, the teams that play in that crowded Northeast corridor. Travel is very important. I know Dale Talon and uh, the hockey operations staff spend countless hours working with the NHL to make sure that it's a fair schedule and the Panthers have. And also, too, down here, the Panthers are always requesting a lot of weekend games and Saturday games. And we've been told that there is an abundance of uh, Saturday home games, so I think the fans can look forward to that. And the Panthers also, they luck out. They usually have a good amount of holiday games as well. I mean, mm-hmm. we usually here around Thanksgiving, around Christmas, around that time of year. So 
not only is it fun for us to look at as locals, but I know a lot of people around the U.S. and Canada planning their vacations come down and plan for those games. Always high-profile games oh, yeah. in between Christmas and New Year's for the Florida Panthers and in and around Thanksgiving as well, so we can look forward and anticipate for that. But I, I'd like everybody else, we're, we're excited about the, uh, the schedule release, and of course this will be the 25th anniversary for the Florida Panthers, and they've got all kinds of uh, great initiatives to look back on their 25-year history, uh, bringing back some of the original players and that on some of these legacy Saturday games, and and uh, so the fans can look forward to that. We can all celebrate together. That's and the thing about the 25th, I mean, you missed out on this one. You gotta, maybe got to wait 25 more years to get the 50th <laughs> anniversary, get Barkov and guys like that back for Old Timers Day at that point. So uh, this is a big season for the Panthers, 25 years, and I think really it's not only that, it's kind of the, the jumping-off point for yeah. you know the next 25 years of where we expect a lot of stability and a lot of success down. There was a lot of um, bad, bitter taste in everybody's mouth, even though that everybody was satisfied um, to a certain extent at the progression of the team last year, but missing the playoffs by one point, and that the expectation, it is playoffs or bust, and uh, everybody uh, knows that uh, they have to make the playoffs this year with this young team to get that experience in the postseason in order to take those steps towards the Stanley Cup. So the Panthers uh, will be anticipating a schedule release when we talk to everybody from the draft in Dallas on Friday. We will have uh, that schedule schedule to talk about. Panthers, you mentioned, Jameson, big 25th anniversary season coming up, but also the Panthers have that uh, trip to Finland in November coming up, so we'll get to see how the schedule sets up before and after the trip to Finland. All kinds of fun things to look at uh, when that schedule is released. But uh, the next time we talk to everybody on Territory Talk, we're going to be recapping this draft and, uh, and talking about more things as we uh, go through the uh, the offseason here. Um, we'll also remind everybody again, um, Friday night, 7 to 9 Eastern on 560 WQAM. Uh, Randy and I will be live in Dallas. Alex Dono will be in the studio. We'll be talking all things NHL draft for a couple hours on, uh, on Friday night. And um, that'll be the first round coverage, 7 to 9 Eastern on Friday. And then 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday morning into the early afternoon. You can sit down, have lunch, and uh, listen to day two draft coverage live from Dallas. Randy and I will have all that for you as well. Jameson will be there. He'll be hopping on with us. He'll be getting uh, all kinds of tidbits from Dallas from the uh, draft floor. So lots to cover. Three things we know what's going to happen in Dallas. We know for sure. I won't be, Mueller won't be drafted in the first round Friday. He won't be drafted on Saturday in, in the second to seventh round. And he won't be signing a free agent non-cut uh, contracts. We know that. Those three things we know will not happen in Dallas. But we're all going to be in Dallas because I just checked us in on the flight. <laughs> That's it. And in and out burger, here we come. And that, you got that. And it's going to be hot outside. We got that weather report from uh, Randy Mueller earlier 103 on Friday. And just to tune in again, Doug mentioned it earlier, but we have a ton of stuff over at FloridaPanthers.com at our yep. Draft Central. You go to the main page, you'll see a big thing there for Draft Central. Uh, I mean, we've been looking more, you know, deep, in-depth looks at some guys the Panthers might be targeting. And great interview with Ed Jovanovsky, uh, with your, and that, go on FloridaPanthers.com. He looks back, very entertaining. He's got yep. some funny comments and that, so if you haven't if you haven't read it, go back and uh, big Ed Jovanovsky, who's a big part of the Panthers uh, Alumni Association. We, we looked at our two first-round picks in uh, franchise history, Aaron Eck 
Ekblad and uh, Jovanovski. I sat down with both those guys, looked at their draft memories, very interesting stuff, especially for Jovo uh, about 24 years ago. So it's fun to see how different it was back then. And uh, coming out today, we have Mackenzie Weger's draft memory, which I think was one of my favorites just for a kid that uh, seventh round pick, I think he was picked with maybe six picks left in the draft, showed up at the draft, didn't even think he was going to get drafted, ended up falling asleep on the car ride home in his draft jersey and hat. So, I mean, that's been a great story for the Panthers. So we do that every year. We started last year, got those three guys this year. It's really good. But in the coming days before the draft, we'll have a, a mock draft wrap-up. Obviously, now in the today, the days of the internet, it seems like there's 50 different mock drafts of where the Panthers are going. So we'll kind of compile all those, for, uh, all those for you guys and uh, talk to Dale Talon. We'll have a story with what Dale Talon expects going into this year's draft. That'll be coming up on uh, tomorrow on Thursday. So a lot, lot more content, a lot waiting for you at FloridaPanthers.com, including these two podcasts. Yep, FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. You can find the Draft Central at FloridaPanthers.com. You can listen to the old episodes. Last week's Day 1 Draft Preview with Randy Muller. You can catch that one. Uh, FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud. All the old episodes are up there, so be sure to check those out. Once again, thanks everybody for being with us here today, and we will Hope to uh, talk to you next week. Hope, hope you join us again. So for Jameson, for Randy Moeller, I'm Doug Plagans. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.